The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. There's one power strong enough to break the cycle of addiction and incarceration. One name that restores and redeems hearts. One true savior. This is Prison Transformation Radio. Stories of chains broken and hearts restored. Here are your hosts, Jim Moore and Pastor Dwight Anderson. Welcome, church. Welcome to a beautiful Saturday afternoon. If you're listening uh, on the radio, if you're listening to a podcast, who knows when you're listening, but welcome to Prison Transformation Radio. We are coming to you on AM 980 The Mission. We are the Twin Cities Christian Voice. And I'm joined by another Christian voice, Pastor Dwight Anderson. Yes. How you doing, Pastor? Good to be here. Yeah. Good to see you. How's prison? Prisons. He been... only visits, by the way. They, <laughs> yeah. He's got a pass to get out just about every night. Yeah, but, I'm the director of Prison Mission Association. But where have you been lately? Um, well, actually, last Tuesday, October 2nd, I was at the Moose Lake Prison. Okay, you get around. And uh, for the transition fair, yeah. yeah. And so just pray for all those that have signed up for our correspondence courses, the follow-up that we do, and the yeah. spouses that are doing it, and the children that are doing the courses as well. So, prison Mission Association. Yeah, yeah. So it's prisonmission.org. If anyone is listening and knows someone in prison, we would love to send them the Bible study. Wonderful. They can, they can get college credit for doing it. And then we're planting churches behind bars, like a house churches, starting from the grassroots level. I, that's my favorite part, I think, yeah. just, just spreading it. And that so, and I'm with the R3 Collaborative. Um, I work in, we work through R3 in the field of trying to get the right resources to the right person at the right time. And we specialize in Christian resources, not to be biased, but we also partner with Minnesota Recovery Connection. Mm-hmm. Let's let's bring everything to bear. And it's kind of Pastor Dry, kind of for me a special show. We were talking to to our guests, who you'll meet in just a moment um, before we started. And so often in treatment you know, treat, coming out of treatment or coming out of incarceration is we're just trying to get to neutral. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just want to get sober, man. I just, mm-hmm. I want to be crime free and right. what a noble pursuit. Right. But if that's all you do, if we can't create a life that is better, more exciting, more purposeful than the life we had before, I always say, Pastor Dwight, to folks I talk to, how long do you hold your breath? Yeah. You know, so, so today we're talking about beyond Beyond neutral, man. Let's create a life, and Amen. and we got to make healthy choices. We got to mm-hmm. make bold choices. Correct. So that's kind of what we're leading into with with our guest today. He's author Jay Coughlin, and he's written a book, Five Bold Choices: Rise Above Your Circumstances and Redefine Your Life. So if you're struggling with addiction or incarceration, that's great. But if you're not struggling with either of those, here's something I heard a long time ago. Don't you remember? You don't have to be sick to get better. Let's all get better. That's right. Wherever your circumstances are. And so uh, a couple of quick events I do want to announce coming up in in October. We're going to go to the, it's not really the christening, but it kind of is, of the new Freedom Works campus. Something wonderful has has arrived in North Minneapolis, which is what's emerging to be. It's almost a state-of-the-art transitional program called Freedom Works. Mm -hmm. October 18th, you can come behind the scenes. And it's our midday thing. Freedom Work is going to make you lunch. George Lang, the director, is going to show you around the facility. And I, I, I went there recently, Dwight. Just got blown away. So that's October 18th. Mm-hmm. All particulars at r3collaborative.org. 
That's back at the lunch hour, or is that? Well, it's eleven o'clock. Is eleven to twelve? Is is we'll get tours and hear from George, and then lunch from lunch and kind of networking. That's what we do. Right. We also have an exciting all day conference coming up in late October on the twenty fifth. Collateral consequences. Life after addiction, not after addiction, life after conviction, <laughs> addiction, <laughs> conviction. They and go together. So, yeah. But next Saturday, listen in for the show with Gina Evans. Yes. She's with the Second Chance Coalition, and we're going to get in depth to talking about yeah, that workshop. And, and just a final point, in November, we have our annual Midwest Mentoring Collaborative is doing another all-day conference, and this is for mentors, for volunteers. We're focusing on trauma. And you'll hear national speakers and all who volunteer, mentor in treatment, addiction, or recovery, or incarceration mm-hmm. are welcome to attend. So, again, all information, r3collaborative.org. So, to the task at hand. So patiently waiting, Jay. God bless you. I, I Just getting to know you mm-hmm. and, and through the book and in talking about being on the show. And also, it's just kind of an honor with Jay because... He, too, has been involved with Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Correct. Serves as the chairman of the board, which isn't so much a hoo-hoo-hoo kind of thing, you know, because uh, Jesus said it's an upside-down world. So, so thank you for being at the bottom of the pyramid and <laughs> carrying it on your shoulders. But It's a blessing but, to be a part of that organization. Yeah, yeah. and you've done. So, so Jay's going to fill us in a little bit about that but first of all we always would just kind of help us with a big picture i mentioned Mm -hmm. the the title of the book and Mm -hmm. and the work that you do but you know we've we like stories and stories of redemption and healed Mm -hmm. stories of hope Mm -hmm. and i just love your persevering attitude and the things that we've talked about so help us help us the audience get to know you a little bit tell us uh what your your kind of your vision and mission is in, in the life that you lead now, mm-hmm. because I can't even remember all the things you're right, doing. Right. But I think, you know, as we talked about before, Jay, the heart of the matter, mm-hmm. we're really looking forward to hearing your story. So, sure. so uh, tell us the big picture and then tell us a story. Well, Jim, I mean, the, the big picture is um, I've had a lot of what you would call secular success, um, which is why I get asked to do a lot of TV and radio. Yeah. And what I mean by that is uh, I was CEO of a company called Lawson Software and took them public, uh, you know, fifth largest IPO in Minnesota history, raised $200 million, had a $1.4 billion. So it is woo-woo-woo. Yeah, it is woo-woo-woo yeah. stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, took another company, turned it around, ended up selling it for $200 million. So, I mean, we I've had a lot of what you would call success. Um, mm-hmm. And therefore, you, you get all the trappings associated with that and all the glory associated with that, whether you de- deserve it or not. Um, but in today's day and age, there's a lot of CEOs who have become convicts, unfortunately. That's yeah. a, a bad news mm-hmm. thing. In this story is how I, the convict, became a CEO. And that is a story of perseverance, but more importantly for your audience here today, that's a story of hope and yeah, faith. That's what we're, yeah. that's what we're listening to. Transform yeah. life. That yeah. story really started um, back in uh, January of 1998 when my parents were in town. Uh, I'm from Philadelphia originally, and uh, they were in from Philly. I was here, and uh, my dad and I, my dad and I were pretty tight, uh, not spiritual, didn't have any foundation in faith in any way, shape, or form. Uh, pretty much a pretty wild lifestyle. But uh, he, was an, he was a wise guy out of Philly, if that makes sense to you. Um, big, tough guy. Um, but there's one thing that him and I had, and that is that he loved me. 
And mm-hmm. the reason I know that, even with this big, tough exterior, he told me. And mm-hmm. I told him. And we had a really, really tight relationship. Um, mentor, guide, father, uh, friend. And we went out that day on the 3rd and um, went out to a local hunt club. Um, afterwards, drank way too much. Mm. Uh, driving home drunk. Uh, missed the turn. I went down a hill and I hit a train at 60 miles an hour. And um, I don't remember much about that. Uh, but I remember waking up in Hennepin County Trauma Center in pieces. And I'm in a lot of pain. And I mean, I'm, I'm really hurting. And I look up and uh, there's a lot of people working on me. And I could see my wife, and I could see my mom, and I could see something was terribly wrong. And um, my mom looked down at me, and she said, your dad didn't make it. And I said, what? And she said, your dad didn't make it. Uh-huh. And I'm going to tell you, you really don't know what pain is until you hear something like that. I was responsible for killing mm-hmm. my father. And, I, and, and since so I had no... We, fa- Dwight and I don't mean wow. to provide sound effects, but you're kind of taking yeah. our heart away. So wow. if, if, we, if yeah. we choke up a little bit, I... And just that's thank you heavy. for your yeah. openness because that's where a story of hope oh, it, starts. It, mm-hmm. I, and, and, and Dwight and Jim, I mean, I, I spiraled because yeah. um, I, I had no foundation. And um, I, I, mm. I just went to a place that I describe as hell. I mean, it was, I was just tormented. And for, I don't know, maybe three, three days, I would go through a lot of operations because I was a mess physically, you know, hips and knees and shoulders and all. And I remember being in my room, and I, I couldn't, you know, just put morphine. I had it, you know, I could do it by myself. And I remember looking at the end of the bed, and it was a clock, on, and I could see the red second hand go around. I closed my eyes, thinking hours went by. Went, go to a place that was just torment. It was like hell. And I opened my eyes, and maybe four or five minutes went by. And, and, and mm. just waking up sweating. That's mm. where I was for those days. <laughs> and my wife's looking at my eyes. I don't know if you ever saw did this, but she's looking at me. She's talking to me. I can't hear her. You know, I, mean, I could see her talking, but I couldn't hear her. And she looked at my eyes and said, you were gone, and you weren't coming back. Wow. And she's sending different priests and pastors in to see me, and I'm kicking them all out of the room going, hey, don't you understand? I, I'm responsible for my dad's death. You know, get out. Um and then my wife is praying on her knees, Lord, you know, please bring my husband back, husband mm. back, you know, please. Now, remember, I have no foundation in any faith. And so um, one day there's nobody in the room. A total stranger walks in, and he's using words like uh, sinner and forgiveness. And uh, I said, man, I feel like I'm at the top of the sinner list. You know, I was drinking and driving, responsible for my dad's death. And um, he, I said a prayer with him. Uh, I said a prayer that I admitted I, Admitted that I was a sinner, that I asked for forgiveness, and I want to follow Jesus that day, every day, and I asked him into my heart right mm. then, and it was like bam, it was like pow, it was like the Holy Spirit just connected to my soul, and, and I just exhaled all that guilt, and then he left. Wow. And I don't know how much time went by. My wife came in, and she, tur- I turned, she goes, I saw a completely different person. I looked at her and said, Hey, hon, I just accepted Jesus into my life. Oh, wow. my Praise the Lord. Yeah. And then, wow. uh, just like everybody else, my wife just got perfect after that. Everything was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's, I, I recall yeah. my, my experience like that. I'm also thinking, Jay, that in the mid-90s, I, I didn't quite have quite the success, but I had a pretty mm-hmm, good run. Sure. Corporate, training yeah. and development, national, international travel. And then I lost a son mm-hmm. to heroin addiction. Tyler didn't die. But he spun out, he was gone, following Jerry Garcia. Hmm. I didn't see him for 10 years, I thought he was dead. I unraveled, not for three days. 
uh, it was a progressive uh, depression, mm-hmm. drug use uh, for almost a decade, which wow. is what got me into Teen Challenge. Sure. So, but the Lord works with all of us, yeah, and does. here yes. we are, yeah. you know, coming in on this side. Mm-hmm. And uh, we often talk when we're talking to our clients in the programs about testimony. Mm. is the story of, of how God changed your life. But I always like the idea, Jay, of testament, which mm-hmm. is a commitment to God. And that is, so the testimony is what's happened in the past. Mm-hmm. The testament is based on that testimony, Father. Mm-hmm. Here's what I commit my life to. Sure. So does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It so does. kind of help us turn from this wonderful day, uh, coming out of a tragic day, mm-hmm. and what emerged in the months and the year ahead, because I see before me a purposeful man yeah. on a mission. Yes. Well, you know, the, one of the things that, um, you know, that, that, so then I had to go through a trial. And, um, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I'm sure some of your listeners have, where you're worried. Now, I'm in a trial, and by the way, I'm guilty. Um, there's no spinning this, you know, I'm guilty and you're looking at four year prison sentence. And I'm saying to myself, you know, um, the worry and the self-talk goes like this. If I lose my job, if I go to prison for four years, I'll lose my house, lose my house, lose my wife, you know? And and that self-talk is very dangerous because my wife was an asset for me and and stays, I've been married 30 years, but I could take a bad situation and make it worse Mm -hmm. by just listening to the wrong thing. Yeah, me too. Right. So I I was, you know, I, I, I'd had this new strength that I didn't have before called Jesus, and I had the Bible, which I didn't even know about. Yeah, I knew, but I just never read it. And all of a sudden, I'm reading it. And so I'm in the trial, and I remember if I was going to bed at night, and I would close my eyes, and I'd be in a nightmare. And I don't if you ever experienced this, when you open your eyes, you're thinking about it right away. I mean, it's not like a nanosecond you open your eyes, you're thinking about so it. So I'm not the only one. Right. Mm-hmm. Not good. And yeah, so I'm reading mean, Philippians, and, and there's a verse that starts with, don't worry about anything. And I'm like, whoa, Lord. I mean, I, I'm worried about everything. You know, I'm really worried right now. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. If you do this, you'll experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than you might can understand. Right. And I received peace. And the peace allowed me to go to sleep. The peace was allowed me to get up, you know, go to work, meet my lawyers, fight for my life. Uh, and that was very powerful for me because that was a peace that I didn't know existed prior yeah. to this. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's a piece that I had when I just said, hey, look, because I had given my life to Jesus in the hospital, but now I was surrendering my life, right? you yeah. know, because I was like, I, I'm, look, I'm all in, Lord, because I'm, I'm going to give this up to you because I'm, by the way, I'm guilty. And, you know, we're just going to see where this thing goes. And um, it was the beginnings of my faith journey being real. I mean, yeah. the, the transformation was real. But mm-hmm. now it was how was I going to use this on my daily life? The testament, yeah. the right. journey, the, the right. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do yeah, from so. this point forward? And, and and so from there, I was. I remember, I was, and I was trying to keep my. I was at Lawson at this time, Lawson Software, and I'm keeping my job, and I'm you know it's arduous, but I'm I'm yeah. trying to make it work. And I remember we had a meeting down in New Orleans, and. Um, I went down, I missed the first day, I missed the first night, I missed most of the second day, and I, and I came in to an audience uh, where I had maybe three or 400 people there, and it's the first time most people are seeing me, and, and it looks like I'm healed, I mean, because I was in a wheelchair for a long time, yeah. but I think I'm using crutches or a, a crane, but I walk up to the microphone, and people give me a standing ovation, hmm. and it was one of the highlights of my business life. Wow. And I got there, I went to the microphone, and what I felt like saying was yesterday, I was sentenced to six months in jail, 10 years probation. 
And when I describe that, I go, that's a roller coaster ride. Stand in ovation, mm-hmm. going to jail. Right. And it's simply, you know, where do you go for your strength? Where do you go for your humility? For both. Now I'm going to a place called the Bible. Right. And it's allowed me to get through this. And it's allowed me to say, okay, the next chapter in my life, which is going to be different than the prior chapters, I got a newfound strength yeah. to go to. I have a newfound perseverance. I have a newfound humility mm-hmm. as well to go through that I didn't have before right. in terms of the terms of the journey. And so for me, it was all about, okay, now, now what am I going to do is I try to keep it together because I end up going to jail for a while and then uh, figure it out. The other thing it did for me that I would argue hope of to to your audience is, you know, somewhere along the line, I said to myself, I, I think, <laughs> I don't think, I remember when it was, I was in jail and I'm in bed. And there's somewhere when you're in jail and you go, wow, how did I end up here? You know, like, well, you know, this thing's just spiraling. Mm-hmm. How did I end up here? You know, this yeah. was not part of the plan. <clears throat> and I'm and I'm being grateful and thankful for all the blessings the Lord gave me. And it hits me. I'm not going to let myself be defined by my worst moment. Right. That is not going to define who I am. Yeah. The Lord's going to define who I am. Mm-hmm. And that began, began the, the journey to say, okay, well, what am I going to do? What, how am I going to, to uh, get out of this? And that's where the book comes from, of Five Bold Choices. It comes down to say, what are the choices that I started to make that allowed me to not be defined by my worst moment? Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. when I started the journey, you know, you know, trying to get out. And I had a lot of blessings along the way. And yeah. Obviously, a lot of challenges as well. Yep. If you just tuned in, you're listening to AM 980, The Mission. This is Prison Transformation Radio, Changing Hearts with Christ. And we're honored to have author Jay Coughlin here today. He's written the book, Five Bold Choices, which he just gave me a copy here today. I'm I'm excited to read this. Uh, The subtitle is Rise Above Your Circumstances and Redefine Your Life. He's just told his story about, you know... um, this this horrific accident where your father was killed and then now how you were sentenced to prison. So people may be listening today uh, might want to know more about how they could have the same kind of success that you have or how you, they can overcome those circumstances. So I don't know if you could explain a little bit, maybe something maybe coming from your book or yeah. from your life, applying some of those principles, how you rose above you know, becoming from from a convict to a CEO, it's sure. it's, it's an amazing story. And I'll slip something in with that, folks. If you if you did just join us, all of our shows are at am980themission.com. So if you missed any of this, or if you start getting some of these ideas from Jay and you want to share them with someone, just go to am980themission.com and you can get the full podcast as soon as it airs. But I do like that. Thank you, Pastor Dwight. I'd like to give us a couple of nuggets, a couple of, because this is tempered steel. Mm -hmm. This isn't just somebody made some stuff up, right? Right, right. Well, well, first off is, um, you know, the the amount of people that told me I couldn't do something, uh, both the pegs of both sides of the story is January 3rd, 1998, I had the accident, uh, was in pieces in Hennepin County Medical Center, got out, got a trial, uh, went to jail, got out of jail, got my career back, was at Lawson. December uh, December 7, 2001, less than four years, I took Lawson public. I and a whole bunch of really good people, but just using mm-hmm. me for the this sake of This was after all of yeah, the break. So, right. But in less than four years, less time it takes you to go to, to high school, wow. uh, I went from convict to CEO. 
And I can't tell you mm-hmm. along that journey how many people told me, you can't do this. Hmm. You, know, you are not allowed to be a convicted felon and a CEO of a public company. <laughs> you know, you're not allowed to do this. You can't do that. That won't happen. This won't happen. That won't happen. And I spent no time listening to them. And all my time focused on where I was going. One of the first choices is clarity. You know, do you know what you want to do? Mm-hmm. Do you have a direction of where you want to go? Right. Uh, do you have goals? Do you have focus? And, and there's a ton to that that I don't have the time to get into, but the real reality is how do you prioritize? Yeah. You can't get everything done. You don't have enough time, so you have to prioritize what's important versus what's urgent. Right. There's a bunch of noise, especially when you're in these kind of situations. There's a lot of noise, a lot of right. distractions. <clears throat> what's really important? What do you need to get done? What can wait? What do you don't have to deal with? But based on what you want to accomplish, what needs to get done? Mm-hmm. And so I was always crystal clear that I was still wanted to become an executive. I wanted to become a CEO. I did not want to be defined by my worst moment. I wanted to be defined by something else. Mm-hmm. I wanted to now be defined as a Christian, father, husband, yeah. uh, and a business person. And so those things were crystal clear to me. And then there was all the processes associated with it. Another quick choice, choice two, is accountability. Accountability to me is motivational because it's continuous learning. It allows me to say, you know, how, how, do you, how do I hold you accountable? How do you hold me accountable for the choices that I want to make, right. the choices that I did make, the choices I will make based on the clarity where I want to go? Mm-hmm. I don't think if you don't have any accountability and you try to go it alone, I, I actually think it's, that's a disaster step yeah. to try and go it alone. Because I think once I say, hey, I got it together, I got this all figured out, I think Satan goes, I got Jay right where I yeah. want him. Mm-hmm. You know, versus humbling saying, hey, I know I want to do a lot of things, I want to accomplish a lot of things, but I got to bring a lot of people along the way with me. So this is being accountable, but also having people that hold you accountable? Both. You know, yeah. the best way to learn about accountability is to be an accountability partner for somebody else. Yeah. And when you do, then you get the opportunity, hopefully, to have others hold you accountable to whatever mm-hmm. that might be. Whether, like you talked earlier, whether you're, you're trying to get freedom from addictions, whether you're just trying to, to change your lifestyle, yeah. uh, or whether you just need encouragement, which is a, an area where not many people get in a day and age, and not many people get who are trying to accomplish what you're doing here mm-hmm. and transforming back. You're going to need encouragement because you're going to have challenges. You're going to have walls that go up. You're going to be dealing with a lot of real life stuff. Um, and therefore, if you're going to make this journey, you're going to have to take some people along the way with you. So right. clarity, accountability, sure. and in a minute or so, mm-hmm. <laughs> time flies and we're having a good conversation. Right. What are some of the others? And then we can direct people to the book to go well, more in depth. You know, I think there's, there's, you have to be able to adapt. Um, you have to have confidence. And confidence to me, I've always had confidence. Actually, mm-hmm. before the accident, I would refer to it as arrogance. Um, but with the humility, I would say, that came yeah. along with it. I've experienced that in you. Yeah. So, um, but confidence to me is two things. It's one is being prepared. Um, I mean, you got to put the effort in. But the bigger part is knowing where the truth is. And mm-hmm. back to that self-talk that I was talking about, I could take a bad situation and make it worse. Yeah. I go to jail, I go to, you know, I lose my house, lose my job, lose my wife. Most people don't have confidence because they let that self-talk get away from them and therefore they spiral out of control and stuff that's where's the truth the truth is you get strength from the bible the truth you get joy from the bible yeah you know joy from your relationship with jesus you know there's that truth if you take that along the way for you or the choices that you have and if you go to them there's your joy there's your strength there's your wisdom along your way on the journey and therefore there's your confidence 
to be able to go along the journey Amen. as well. Yeah. Amen. So we're speaking with Jay Coughlin, author of Five Bull Choices, your your, I don't even have my glasses on. It was a subtitle. <laughs> we fluster here. Rise, Rise above, above your circumstances and redefine, redefine your life. Your life. And you can also go to truebalance.com, T-R-U, drop the E, T-R-U, balanced, one word, dot com. And you'll see Jay, you'll see the website, you'll mm-hmm. see the wonderful executive coaching. He's a national speaker. Mm-hmm. He's bringing his story out. Mm-hmm. But where we want to end is where you began. And we got just a few more moments before the music. Would you just take us to the Lord, just a brief prayer, and sure. be on our way? Sure. Dear Lord, we want to, uh, I'm going to thank you for the opportunity to be here today, but more importantly, Lord, we want to come to you humbly and say thanks. Uh, to everybody that's listening, I just want to say, Lord, we want to go to you for our wisdom, for our strength, for our guidance, and, and most importantly, let's not forget the joy that comes along with mm-hmm. us, yes, uh, to all of us as we walk walk with you on a daily basis. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Jay. Thank Amen. you, Jesus. Amen. Yep. Thank you, Jay. What a blessing. We'll see you guys all next week. Reach